1: Hey, good morning. What an exciting day for me and for Rudy. Uh, this is Tom Hayes in Boston. And uh, <laughs> and Sometimes we're... Uh, me, brought, like, let me just Blow shut that up. Yeah. Everything's happening at once. Uh, yeah. Billy Porter just tried to call in. And my, here we go. We shut the music off. Anyway, I'm going to introduce the guest right away, Rudy. This is uh, Melvin and, and Leslie Wilson of that unbelievable group, New Birth. And it was a rebirth, rebirth for me last weekend when they suddenly appeared on stage, and I just heard that gorgeous song, Wildflower, and it brought back so many memories. And then we had that great interview, and we were fortunate to have them call you at the same time, Rudy. So here they are, Melvin and, and Leslie. Say hi, Melvin, guys. Rudy. Hey,
3: Rudy. How the hell are you guys? <laughs> we're yeah, doing man do you just so that's how. I guess I guess we're still kicking, huh? That's, right. Go. that's right. Well, <laughs> a good man down. We're gonna, we're gonna try and get a reunion going if we can uh, find some good sponsors to do the Soul Festival, where we can get everybody uh, together for three days and have like a festival out here in Vegas.
4: Now that'll work.
3: I, yeah. you, I know it'll. <laughs> so, tell me about the group. Is there, how many originals left there? Just you two. That's it. Just those two. Just you two guys, huh?
5: Yeah. Yep. With the last of the Mohegans.
2: <laughs> 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 That's what <big>. <laughs> <good> Maui <Molly. laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> we have two new people that's with us, you know, uh, Kenny Gilmore and Jill Hamilton.
3: Very good. Uh, we, we used to have a lot of fun in those days, chasing around with the groups and all that. Okay, are you? We went to New York with you guys and trying to get a, uh, record deals and things like that. I remember. Yep. Hello. Yeah. You remember when you with the guys then when we were when we got involved with trying to do something with you guys?
5: Oh yeah. I Remember.
3: Yeah, and those were the good old days. Well, I'm glad you're back together because you guys can. You guys were one of the better groups out there. Believe me when
1: I tell you.
5: Appreciate yeah.
1: it. Tom, you saw the football on stage? Uh, Rudy, I, I just told them that of all the songs and all the groups, uh, you know, I, I, I'm cursing them because every morning I wake up to Wildflower in my head and I sing it all day long. And, uh, you know, your reaction last week, Rudy, was when when Melvin and Leslie got off the phone, you said to me, Hey, Tom! He said, "You <laughs> <"No> were <word." laughs> <laughs>
3: he, he said, births could
1: kick-ass. They were a kick-ass band.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah, they, were. They, they were. They surely used to kick some ass out there. I hope you guys are still doing it.
5: Yeah, we we're just, still doing
3: it. All right. Hey, well, listen. Get, what about no, let's, the recording? Anything uh, Anything coming out on a uh, recording?
4: Not yet. We have some stuff we recorded, you know, and that we have in the can, but we haven't released anything yet. Oh, okay. We, the only we, thing we we released was uh, in my lifetime. That was. Uh, oh, a I, What what company
3: are you gonna be trying to get with?
4: We have no company. We have
5: no company. Now.
3: Well, let's see if we can do, do. Who's handling you? Who's your agent? Universal?
5: Uh,
4: they just book an agent for uh, uh, for the gigs that we do, along with. uh so, so Dan. That's about it.
5: about it.
3: Well, let's uh, let's see what I can do, and uh, see what uh, we'll keep in touch, and uh, we'll try and get a. A recording
5: deal. You need a recording deal again. You know,
6: record company. Oh yeah. You're right about that. What's going
1: on, guys? Yeah, this is George Wilson, uh, my partner uh, Melvin Leslie. Uh, George was uh, the director who was in the in the dressing room with you last week. He just jumped on. Hey George, how you doing?
6: How you guys doing? What's up, Leslie? What's up, we? Hey. hey. What's going on? What's going on, Melvin? I'm glad, man. I just got to say, uh, I, I was uh, it was a privilege to meet you guys, man, and to really, um, you took me back in time and history, and uh, you, you guys' music is still alive today, man, despite all this other stuff out here on the radio. I can turn that stuff on, man, and listen for hours. So just keep up the good work. We got a lot of good things coming that I think is going to benefit you guys in the future here along with what we're doing with Rudy. So just uh stay alive. That's all i are gonna ask you to do is stay alive. <laughs> I'm, trying. I'm
5: trying, man.
2: <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I <love> that <laughs> People, Take <me>. your vitamins,
6: <laughs> man. Take your vitamins. Exercise. Eat right, and everything's gonna be good.
5: Leave them alone. That's the title
1: <laughs> of the song, "Staying Alive. <laughs> 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 oh, it God. was it was Rudy. It was a, pleasure. It was a pleasure. Rudy,
5: I <laughs> got to tell
1: you, when we were, in, we were interviewing these cats, they told a story. One, and it's beautiful, the memories, different memories that came out all day, Rudy, all day from all the artists. Beautiful stories, beautiful memories of the Sugar Shack. It was an amazing day. I mean, I thought I was going to die. I was so happy. and uh, But they told us about a spaghetti dinner. Do you remember that, Rudy?
3: <laughs> I think so. I think so. It's like you say, you know, one word brings uh, spaghetti will bring a dinner, dinner will bring a location, and, uh, and so forth and so on. Where was it? Where was it? Boston or New York?
4: I think it was... Hey, hey, was it? Rudy.
3: This is... Yeah. It was lasagna. Lasagna. <laughs> that's what it was. And, that's my... Oh my it, that's my native food. That's all I used to eat is lasagna and spaghetti.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, but it got you to 86. The it the, got you to 86, Rudy. <laughs> What's that? It got you to 86 years old, baby <laughs> Oh yeah, right, right, right I used to tell my mother eat spaghetti. Just mix it up with Carrots and peas and, this <laughs> and <that. laughs> My mother used to say What are you crazy, you can't eat spaghetti all the time I said, that's all I want, I used to love it
4: <laughs> uh, Rudy, you used to set it up, Rudy You knew how to treat people you know? yeah, you knew how to treat people because I asked for something, and you definitely did it When I got there, the table was laid out, the lasagna and everything was right there with the wine, and across from us was the very exact type of women we described. you had everything. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh.
3: <laughs> what do you got to say about that, Rudy? It <laughs> became a <game> smorgasbord. <laughs> What's that? Say it again. It became a smoggisberg. Oh, <laughs>
2: <whatever you> <laughs>
3: <laughs>
4: I can see Rudy right now. Come on, lean in. Come on, lean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we walked right on into place. And it was just like he said it was, and that right after that he was my man. Then I said, hey, if Rudy can do this, Rudy can do any of. It. <laughs> <laughs> can do any of. It. And I wanted you to be uh, to be the manager. I really did.
3: Well, we were trying in those days. We were trying to get something together because we loved the group. Me and in fact, me and Henry Vara, uh we just went crazy over the group, and we thought we'd try to do something, but uh, somehow it never worked out. But we tried. Maybe we'll try again this time and see if we can uh,
4: jumpstart something. yeah, well, You you, you, got, you were good, but, you know, there, you remember whenever you got a bunch of people and you're using a situation where the majority rules, you know what I'm saying? and the, which, There was a lot of people there, a lot of the guys that was in the band, you know what I'm saying? They was a little nervous. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And so it didn't work out, you know, they it didn't work out like I wanted it to. You understand? But uh, I knew you had what it took.
3: Well, no problem. As long as we're still healthy and uh, we can still play ball, we're going to hit a home run sooner or later.
4: See, that's
1: Rudy. <laughs> now, hey guys, besides the spaghetti dinner, can you um can you give us some other stories, some things that happened at the club? Say for example, you know one of the things that I say to every uh artist that comes on is that No matter, as you came up through the ranks, and you know Rudy pushed you, and and you you started to grow from the sugar shack, and then you'd get you know national, you know uh, you'd be on the music charts, you'd have a number one hit, uh, be playing all over, and you'd start playing concert halls, you'd start playing stadiums, but you always came back to the shack, and so why don't
4: you tell us a little bit about that? Well, uh, the shack, uh, Leslie. Yeah, I'm here, man. I'm here. I'm just okay, letting you so lead that off. That was a, a a great place. You know what I'm saying? Uh, to me, it was like home. It was it was small, but it was right. You know what I'm saying? And the artist didn't have to be too far from the public. You know what I'm saying? And the public, uh, they they, you know, as uh, we started making good records, the public was, uh, uh, they would be lined around the block. You know what I'm saying? The promotion on uh, on us coming was uh, uh, good, you know, and when we got there, Rudy made everything right, you know, and uh, when I got there, when we put out, uh, been such a long time at Wildflower, I I didn't understand uh, 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 the kind of stuff that was happening, but I looked up and I saw people around the block, but the... The pimps had bought up the the reservation, you know. Uh, the safety. pimps pushing it up. <laughs> the, the, the pimps got, I seen the pimps get out of a car and, and and his ladies, and he had eight women with him. uh, uh for his arm. I mean, they were sharp. It was like something. least was had.
2: <laughs>
4: the pimps come out at night.
2: <laughs> Yeah, and
4: and the people
2: had to
4: wait.
3: The people had to wait for the second uh, show. That's right. They bought everything. Those were the good old days. Uh, Melvin, those were the good old days when everybody got along with everybody. We never knew the word racism or something. Everybody was friendly with everybody. We had the most friendly atmosphere in the Sugar Shack that you can imagine. Yeah, you had, to find it. you had some of the finest.
5: You had some of the finest women come through there too. I know I had a bad one. I had a bad one come out of there, man. Miss Boston, I didn't even know it, bro, till she walked up to me and said who she was. I said the party's with me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's
2: I, I, did I, you I, say? I, I are, are
5: you, you my wildflower?
4: Yeah, <laughs> you got <laughs> a flower baby.
5: <laughs>
1: So, yes, let me, you know, you, you, you told this story last week. So, this pimp walked in with eight women, and then he, he had the whole show to
4: himself? He had the tables. They had tables, uh, 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 uh it was several pimps. That wasn't just him. One, that was the one I've seen with eight women, but there were others, you know, and oh, they yeah. all pulled up, and they filled the room. They had all of the third table and everything. It filled a complete room. I said, now, this is different than I've ever seen. And people would had to wait until the next show. They had to
5: be out there for hours. And, yeah, and not, not only that, uh, the Sugar Shack was a place. I remember dating a girl there, and uh, she was young. You know, I said, well, you don't about the shack. I said, Boston's not the same, you know. And in the 70s, when the Sugar Shack was there, I said, Boston was popping. You know, but once the Shack went away, Boston's just Boston. You know, that's just like the twenty grand in Detroit. Now we we gigged the twenty grand; it was great, but it wasn't like the Shack. It wasn't like the Shack. Shack was one of a kind.
1: You know what? What we're finding out, in Rudy Rudy's a Rudy's a very um, reserved guy, and he's he, he never brags about himself. In fact, he goes the other way. But one of the things. That, that we're starting to learn as we do this documentary, George and I, is that one of the things that the Sugar Shack could, no other club could be the way the Sugar Shack was because of one thing and that was Rudy Garino. That's right. You,
3: you know you know uh Tom speaking about uh, the Sugar Shack, it uh there was like six or seven or eight clubs that were like were on a circuit. The show bar in uh, Montreal, the Apollo Theater, the 20 Grand, and there was another place in Chicago and uh, Atlantic City and Philadelphia Washington Washington. All of those clubs started to close. The Sugar Shack was the only one that was left. And then when we yeah I
5: think it was was a hot chaparral in Chicago.
3: Then then when we moved uptown, Tom, at the Somerset Hotel, we lasted about uh, nine months, close to a year, and then the place went bankrupt. And that's how we were forced out of business. Uh, We would have still been going because of the love of the people there and uh, everybody getting along with everybody and everybody treating everybody like family. That place would have been still going.
2: That's
5: right. right, man. And well, how long have you been, been
1: coming there? Now, did you guys play down at Swingers in Florida as well? No, no. no I
2: don't think so. No, uh, I don't remember it.
1: No, how uh, about uh, Judy? Did you bring them out to the Chateau de Ville in Framingham? No, no, I think
3: they broke up for a while or something. Uh, I don't know what happened, but uh, no, we never. No, we never had... We only at the Chateau for a small amount of time, five, six months, I think. I don't know. Okay. But uh, Miami, we lasted 10 years soon.
4: Wow. We Uh,
1: went from 70 to 80. So, so the Friends Brothers, we want to make this show about, not just about the Sugar Shack, but about if you guys can tell some, you know, in a story about... How what it was like to to form the band to be you know to you know to see the growth to reach the you know do the venues you did to be on television you know what may, can you, if you can give us some of the great milestones and maybe how the shack fitted into that journey
2: okay
4: um, um, yeah um, we Harvey put us together. And uh, he hooked us up with with different shows. You know what I'm saying? He put us with uh, uh, Smokey Robinson, and
6: uh, we was on shows
4: with different artists. You know, trying to get our records going first, but it it didn't really it didn't really happen for us. I mean, we we recorded a lot of records, but we weren't getting uh, promotion from the uh, uh, from RCA. I don't think RCA knew how to really promote us, they didn't know how to uh, to to sell it. Us. Was white
5: bread? It was white bread. It was a white bread company. I
4: think uh, we're just a
5: little too black for them,
4: <laughs>
1: right? Well, anyway, exactly. I mean, it wasn't heard. stacks, right? It wasn't stacks. It wasn't
4: Motown. You know, I mean, yeah, no.
3: Tom, you got any records right there spin a few while uh fire
1: there. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to. I um yeah, let's let's do that and uh hang on, let me, hopefully this has been the worst part of the show is that we've had um uh, <clears throat> problems all along with uh keeping the 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 um the quality of the transmission. But let's hope today that uh we, we do that. I just put you guys up here here we go. I hope it does. Here we go. Wildflower. What an amazing! You want to, before we spin it? Why don't you tell us the oranges? Why you picked this song? I mean, I can't think of a more beautiful song. Uh, like I said, it's haunting. But why, why this song, and and how did it uh, evolve? Well,
4: what happened was uh, we we went along and we heard this group saying uh, so we was riding. Uh, me and Tony and uh, a baker and them was riding, and we heard this group singing uh, 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 Wildflower, and I thought it was a great song. I had no idea, so we were just going to do it. You know what I'm saying? We weren't thinking about recording it at first. We just wanted to do it because it was a great song. So uh, I got the people together. We we, we went in our separate ways uh, uh, and worked with our, our, our different people and came together, and it came out great. Then we took it into the clubs. You know, and wherever we was going to gig, and just used it to see how it was going to work with the audience, and it did. I mean, it was working really good. And uh, that's when Harvey came up in Chicago when he heard it and said, we got to do this. And the rest is history.
5: Yeah. This is a little vague to me, This This is what I went, uh, went about because Chicago was, uh, uh, I can understand it, but how it went about, Wildflower, we was riding back from Cleveland, we finished a, a show with the OJs. And there was a guy there that was called Stick, he was a drummer. What he did is he, he sung Wildflower. He said, You need that you you guys need that very that, that, that heck of a ballad. And uh he sung it to us and he was not a singer. And Melvin and myself, we heard it. So when we got back to Detroit, we went to the store. The Skylocks sung the song first from Montreal. So me and my brother, we sat down, Melvin, we sat down and we studied the song, and we got it together. We said they didn't get personal enough with the song. So we got together and we studied the song, and we it was, we, we started uh, uh, singing it in clubs. And where Harvey first saw it, heard it was in Atlantic City, New Jersey. And and when he heard it there, he said he He wanted. He said it sounds very good because we had jailed with it, and we took it to New York and we recorded it, and that's how I came about.
1: And, and you know, and I just read the notes today that it was written by a rookie cop. He wrote a poem to yeah. his girlfriend. It was like yeah. the only poem he did.
4: It was, a, it was about it was about his daughter. About his his daughter. daughter, okay. Yeah, his daughter wow. was working. You know, and she had, and and, and uh, she would come home tired and everything, and sometimes she would be, be down. You know what I'm saying? You know how jobs can can do that so much. <laughs> yeah, you we know stories.
5: We didn't know the story. So all we did is we took it to a, a tired woman coming home that's going through yeah. a lot of things. That's what we We switched it up because we didn't know the story. We didn't know we liked the song. And my brother and us, we broke it. Me and my brother, we broke it down. and We made it personal. Then we took it to the group.
1: You know, and That's how I, we I'm did. I can you, understand it. Yeah, I, I'm glad you said it because, you know, every week that we listen to this beautiful music, there's no doubt about it that you guys sing it from your soul. I mean, it's and so you you did that, from what you're telling me, you did that by, by making it personal.
5: Well, you know how that came about. My brother and myself, which is Melvin, we started out in gospel. We sung gospel around Detroit. We come from Muskegon, Michigan, sang gospel. We got in Detroit, we sung gospel. So we don't know any other way but to come from the heart. Because gospel music is about soul Feeling So that's the reason why we would come together first We found out that they, they would Become a hit And we come together first See nice. because we know each other Because we brothers We would nice. come together first Because that's the same What doing, doing our dream merchant came about uh, Jerry Butler sung it but Melvin knew that he loved Jerry Butler He knew he could have sung it But he knew that Jerry Butler happened not to be my favorite artist. I liked him, but I liked James Brown better. You know what I'm saying? So he knew that putting me on a a Dream Merchant, I would take it a little different from Jerry. You see what I'm saying?
4: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was was in producer's position at that time. I was doing the, the producing for the group at that time. Yeah, you know, yeah I mean do apply. you think
1: that I mean you brought you two brought so much to the group. I mean it's obvious when you hear the music and but also when you look at the videos I saw there's a great clip of you guys on Soul Train and you know, you can see uh Leslie, I mean you kicked it on that that Thanks, performance. Man. man, you kicked it. <laughs> and uh well here, yeah, let's let's uh we're gonna play it and uh hopefully we get a pretty good transmission this week, so let's give it a shot.
2: Times her eye fall back the G Lord, Lord. And when her youthful world was about to fall in, each time a slender to show Amen. I would declare from a the a garden to the mind. A
0: We make like
2: it together. So we can the CD.
1: We oh, like go. I don't know how it sounded, guys. Did it sound okay? <laughs> it good. I heard people
2: talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's all right. We,
1: uh, yeah, I was trying, trying to, I was trying to find all the mute buttons, but uh, <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, Leslie, the range <laughs> of, of the ups, the downs, the you know, that's that, that can't be an easy song to sing.
5: No,
1: I wasn't. But I was about three years old when I sang that. Yeah, but you sang it. I, I hate to. T- I, I don't mean to diss what you did thir- when you were thirty, but the other night you did it better than then. You think <laughs> so? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. You
5: hear that Melvin? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> did <you>
1: hear huh. <laughs> no, I was looking at this and I said, "This is obviously good." But what I heard the other night was had much more emotion in it, much more strength. All
5: right. I appreciate that. Thank you. Bye. Yeah.
1: Now, so tell us about how, how, I mean, all the ranges, the timing. I mean, how long did it take you guys to arrange that thing?
4: Uh, uh, These these things was done separately. Uh
0: Uh-huh.
5: When we started it?
4: Excuse me? Go ahead. When we recorded it, each thing was done separately, you know. Uh, uh, I see. Jay Baker, he took the rhythm. Uh, Tony Churchill took the horns. Uh, and I took the voices. Okay. Yeah, now, I mean, we it's we had to break it a... up like that because it was, what, 11 of us, 12 of us, you know what I'm saying? And we had, we were different groups, but we became new birth as one. Uh huh. And and well, I mean, yeah, it's a it's a it's definitely a
1: complicated song. I mean, it's just beautifully the way you guys harmonized the whole thing and and uh, you know came off as a classic.
4: Yeah, we could have never did it, but by us being out there on the road with no real home city anymore, we we begun to be family like. You know, and we got used to, to rehearsing and, and being together, and that makes a big difference. You
5: know, That's you know, know the
1: other go, go ahead,
4: Leslie. That's it does it's it because, because,
5: Yeah, self contained when you're a band like that, like all oh, our players and all of them. But what really does, does that is they don't have that anymore. We used to have what we call a band house. They mean right. that you get away from your, your your mother, your brothers, your wife, your kids, and you come together and you gel. It's just like you work a smaller room, a lot like the shack, before you go to a, an auditorium. You know what I'm saying? so we was, like, uh, put here in, in L.A. in the Hollywood Hills, and we had an expensive van house. But that's what made us gel. That's the reason why Melvin, he thought about, I can understand it, because that was the meal ticket. That was the that the, there was no I can understand. There wouldn't have been a wildfire or been a long time and all that. But it has ended up being I, I can understand it first. See and, the, and that what caused us to be so close and so together that we stayed together. Because yeah, it's cause hard party. to run twelve people.
1: Yes, yeah.
2: it's well,
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the Harvey part. When you know, I, I watched that video and there's twelve people on stage you <laughs> wondering how did how, you know, how I mean I because, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean <laughs> that's just it, it, it blew my mind and then of course you guys were right there with, you know, the, the emergence of um uh, um you know, earth, wind and fire. I mean, we started to see those super groups. And you guys were right. You know, you were the vanguard of that. Thank you. Yeah, Ohio players.
5: hmm Cool in the game. You know. <clears throat> Excuse
1: me. Now, the other day, I mean, I, I almost jumped out of my skin. George and I. George knows we. We were. Uh, we're still. We're still rapping about what, what a weekend, right, George? I don't know if George, George. took off or not.
5: What about
1: he Rudy? May have... Rudy probably go home too. <laughs> no, no, Rudy's there. Rudy,
5: you still there? Rudy's still there.
1: Yeah, I'm here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it was so electric to see all of you cats back there. Uh, uh, I, I thought the I had more fun with the sound check. Well, I, I saw mean I loved the show.
2: Was a lot of fun. <laughs> You
5: took your leg to and used it as a guitar, like a rock and roller going across the stage. I was laying down laughing With Tom I said, look at him, he's getting
3: off.
1: <laughs> and I learned all that at the Sugar Shack. <laughs> I, Rudy, I had my artificial leg in the hair, in the air, and I was doing a Chuck Berry across the stage. That's
6: right. Chuck Berry <laughs> air <laughs> guitar.
1: Chuck Berry.
6: <laughs> Chuck Berry. <laughs> I'm <laughs> but I'm still, here. I'm still here, Tom Like I was saying, I look forward to um, You know, working with you guys In the future because this Rudy Garino Sugar Shack Soul Festival is going to happen We're going to make sure it happens And we're going to make sure you guys are going to be Definitely on that tour You know, bringing that music back To the to the, to the the old school peeps Who are still out here, man, waiting to hear this music All the time, and so We look forward to it, and we're going to be doing everything We can to make that happen so I'm going to
1: have to actually jump off because... Uh, uh, Thank you, George. You, Thanks for coming on
6: today. No problem. As some of you may know, I had death in my family the next day. My aunt died, so my sisters, uh, my, my oh. mother passed away. Uh, so I got oh, I'm sorry to No problem. Yeah. Thank you very much. I got to fly down to St. Louis, my hometown, bring my mom down, who's 84, and uh, bring her down, you know, to uh, bury her sister tomorrow, and so... I'll be back in business, um, you know, when I get back to Boston here, and we'll be in touch with you guys. and looking forward to seeing you soon. All right.
1: Great. And, okay. and part right, of that man. story yeah, is you his,
6: took it,
1: his aunt was 92 years old. What a beautiful life.
6: Oh, oh life. wow. Yeah. Yeah, and her <laughs> husband, husband's 94, and they were married 70 years. Wow. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. Hey, wow,
5: that's great, man.
6: That's yeah. a blessing, yeah, it is. So you guys, you guys keep up the good work. Um, you know, I, I you know love you guys' music. I love you guys as people, and uh, just keep up, keep what you're doing. All right, thank you. Can we meet again. Yeah, we meet again. Yes, we will. Right. Rudy, Rudy okay, take okay. care. Tom, I'll talk to you soon. All right, thanks, right, George. Yeah, Sorry All for right, you George. A lot. Thank you, thank you so much. Take care, guys.
1: All right. All you right. know, and I what I was about to say was. You know, the electricity that whole day of seeing, you know, one group watch the, you know, it was just beautiful to see, you know, <clears throat> main ingredients sit down watching you guys perform. You know, all everybody came together with a reverence and a respect that, you know, just, I mean, it was a moving day for me to see, to be in your presence and to see that. And and so, I mean, if you just came to the show, it was a beautiful show but that whole connection before that preparation and you know and what other thing that amazed me no matter how many times you sang, have sung that song and even that day how many times you rehearsed that song you could tell you guys were you love what you do and it, maybe you can talk about that a little bit
5: well you know if you don't love what you do you might as well get out of it You see, the reason why we're like that with each other because we ain't got old now. And it's just good to be able to see us alive for so many of us have gone on. And we we pitch pitch for each other is because we're open to the twilight of our age now. We're not the young uh, gunners like we used to be. Uh, We are happy to be here. We are happy to be entertaining. And that's it In in, in a nutshell
4: We used to have ulcers You know what I'm saying And not because we were worried about anything It's because we had bad eating habits Because sometimes we didn't eat at all We rehearsed for hours upon a day And and never eat
5: To eat anything That's how much we love what we do Food was food Food is in the the music As far as we were concerned (laughs) Wow. You know what I'm saying? That was in the
1: music when we were young guys, you know, when we got older now. You know, we got all got little bellies now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, um, I know that feeling. It's when I get, you're right, when you get in, nobody understands creativity like the creator, and then when you're doing it, how everything else becomes secondary, because you're in, you are you're in touch with the divine. Am I right on that?
5: They yeah, right. you're right on that. You're right on that. And I'm going to tell you another thing. I'm gonna, let me oh, say this I always, here. I always wanted to yeah, the Holy Ghost. That's what it is. But I always want to say this here, that uh, we got very, very, very lucky. It's simply because we didn't have what uh, Teddy Pendergrass had or the OJs. They had built-in writers, you know. They had gambling hot. You know what I'm saying? And these guys, all they did was, was wrote the music and made sure it was right. Um, Melvin uh, and ourselves, we had to come from the hip. We had to, uh, at that time, Melvin, I think, he was a, he, Melvin was a good writer at that time. And, but I wasn't a writer. I, I was just a singer. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of times what caused me to do cover songs is because uh, I didn't get the Smokey Robinsons and those people to write for us. So we had to uh, hear someone else's song, and I would never attempt to attack that song unless I felt I was better, I could do it better than the artist. You cannot mess with a cover song unless you can beat the artist doing it. Don't do not do it as good. Do it better than him or she. Do it better. It don't mean that you're a better artist, but it means when you attack the situation, Give them, uh, honor them by doing it better. You understand what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, totally. In fact, I was just telling somebody who just picked up singing and is doing quite well, and uh, I told her recently I heard the difference in her tone. She's obviously singing karaoke songs, but she started to attack the song from her individual strength. And absolutely, you know, when you hear Skylock do the song, it's a beautiful song, but nothing, you know, nobody brings the soul to it like you guys do, and that's what I heard in there. And the dimensions, the range, Leslie, that you go from, you know, expressing those words and those emotions—that's that's that's the magic of what you guys do.
5: Thank you. That was the first thing that my brother said to me. Me and him had our hands together before we even brought it to the group. We said. They're not personal enough. We must get very personal with it. We must go where they never went with the song. Or leave it alone. You know? And Leslie has to
4: remind me all the time, because as I get older, all the wonderful things that I know are done kind of slips away.
5: It, it slips away from him, because I know that he, he was a it, – it, it, it comes with age. And, uh, you know, uh, too many blunts, you know, maybe. But the thing is, is that uh, uh, he was a genius with the group. And that part will never be told, but I'm going to tell it. The thing <laughs> is, is that Melvin, yeah, I'm going to tell it. The thing is, is that Melvin wasn't thinking of Melvin during those days. He was thinking about the better of the group. You understand what I'm saying? He would come in and he would make sure that the dynamics was right. He would make sure the horns was playing right. He would make sure that the backgrounds was right. He didn't have to make sure about me too much because he know me. He know that I had what you call that West Indian, that Jamaican ego. I had to study it to show approval. I didn't want him to have to work too hard with me because I saw what he was doing with everybody else. He had to make it happen. You understand what I'm saying? And he took the second seat. He didn't care about the first seat. You know what I'm saying? So today, you know, he's pretty much still the same. You know, he has a beautiful uh, uh, um, falsetto vocal at first tenor, and he always had it, but he gave it to the other guy, Alan, Alan Fry, when he could sing it himself. But he didn't think of himself. He thought about them. Wow. See? I, yeah, yeah, he thought about them. I'm not gonna talk about me, because like he just got to say, "Unless you did this and you did that, that's true." It's because I studied to be good. That's why I always wanted to be good. You understand know what I'm saying? And we came like that before we ever even met them. We were born in Muskegon, Michigan, a little small town in Michigan. We sung gospel. We came to Detroit singing gospel. We we met them. We knew the art of war. It didn't have to be talked to us because we knew it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We knew the art of war. That's the reason why he knew he didn't have to tell me much. Because he knew I knew about war, but he had to tell them what to do and how to do it and get the feeling. Because we, when we recorded, I can understand. Let me give you a little history. When we recorded, I can understand it. I can understand it we we, well, we got together here in the Hollywood Hills. But when we got into the studio, the rhythm section could not play the song without me singing the song. Hmm. It's because they fed off of my emotions. And wow. Harvey told them, you guys don't have that sting that you had in Chicago. They said, well, we got it from Leslie. We didn't get what you call leakage back in that day. I had to sing inside, not in the studio, but in the engineer room, in the picture window so they could see me. And we got lucky we didn't get any leakage. And the rhythm section could play it as long as I sung it and they could see me singing it. They fed up my emotions.
4: Wow. A back- wow. Wow. Yeah. You know,
1: I mean, it, it was clear. I mean, we were so busy. We George and I were bewildered by the fact that we were there, that we were backstage, that we were in, back and forth to the dressing rooms. And we came back down from an interview and heard you guys. I mean, and everything was magical. Everything settled down when we heard you performing. And George and I, at first, we didn't, you know, we didn't see who we did. not We were shocked that we were there, so we didn't see the lineup. And we looked at each other and said, who's this? <laughs> because we were blown away, who the heck are these guys <laughs> and you know and 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 i'm not I'm not saying words, I'm saying it from my heart i mean I, again, it was so great to look back at that soul train video, and as brilliant as that was, I mean, you guys are like fine wine, I mean that was a wine almost fifty years ago, and this is a wine today. I mean, this one yeah, today, was,
5: right, right. But you, I could tell. Let me see. You guys interviewed. me am thinking myself, we've been interviewed before, but this is the best interview. I'm not saying it because I talked to you, because it was your excitement. It uh, was how excited yeah. you were. See, you have people interview you, or how are you doing, and so and so other group, and so they they be mild, but you was. You was static man! You was jumping around and hugging us. I said, "He's really excited about this interview." And, and brings back memories. It, it brings back memories, and it makes us feel good.
1: Well, this is—I mean, we're talking to the man who made this shit you know. And I got—I'm so glad we got to this point, Rudy. When we
2: asked,
1: we asked, we asked the Wilson brothers. If you can describe the shack and you guys described it with one word and that word keeps coming up over and over again no matter who we interview and it begins with L and it ends with E, so I want to hear it from you. <laughs> What's the word? <laughs> well, the, word is, the word is love. And you guys yeah, I didn't we didn't oh, have, no, to have, have a, a lot,
2: lot word. of love. Yeah. The
1: You know, it's it's amazing
3: what we did because these groups are still kicking ass after 50 years, coming up to 50 years that we opened up. 217 will be 50 years ago, the shack opened its door. That's right. And and all these groups are still working.
1: It's amazing. You know, and Rudy, when, when the show starts, you know there's such a stigma in this country it's awful talk about yeah there's racism there's sexism but there's an awful ageism you know and now that i'm 68 you know and i hear it all the time it it infuriates Thank me you. because because nobody they talk about racism they talk about sexism but nobody's talking about ageism it's okay to dump on, on the old guys yeah they going to but i'll tell you when that's when that show started Age was gone, because the the right. it 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 just no. Even if you know there were some guys with canes, some guys holding on to chairs, it didn't matter because what came <laughs> forth was, <laughs> but the
5: truth, the, the truth, truth came I you, out. I was say something just like what Rudy was saying a few minutes ago. Rudy, you, you hit it dead on the head, uh, Tom, uh, when he said you got to record and you got to have things. Up. You've got to realize that no one really wants to deal with guys 70s, 60s, or close to their 80s because they feel there's no jeopardy. Then not only that, we're smart about the game. They want to deal with the young, dumb ones. They don't want to give us no deals. There's no deals that can be on the table for guys like us because a lot of them, they're recording, but their stuff is not going anywhere, is because, like you said, there's a prejudice toward old people.
4: But see, it wasn't that way when we were young in the business. See, Harvey put us with with, uh, uh, Smokey, and he put us with older artists, Chuck Jackson, and we were doing shows with, yeah, and we were young, but we were able to be what I call the great.
5: They That's right, now, they don't they don't do that
4: now. They they separate uh, us. We we can't be with the uh, uh, Beyonce and 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 other artists that that are out there. We don't they don't have us on shows with them
5: like to be. Yep. right. We're not in heavy rotation. You see, a lot of times you can go back east and you can hear us, but here out in Cali, you don't hear that. Is because they don't put us in heavy rotation. They don't put us in the rotation on the radios that you can hear our music as well as you can hear Beyonce or, or or you know some of the other younger artists. So unless you can be pushed like that on the radio, you cannot sell any records. Only thing that old guys like us got is shows. Is the seventy soul jam shows. And we don't really get a chance to do a show fifteen minutes.
2: Right. <laughs> I can make <laughs> right. love. On <laughs> you understand, 15 minutes is
5: just an appearance It's not a show
2: Let's get real
5: When you got to do 45 to an hour to put on a show, man <laughs> You got that right
1: yeah. You got that right And but, but on the other hand As I said the other day There was no way you were going to hear What we heard the other night From these young groups they, they just they don't have you know I mean that's the beautiful thing about soul. It doesn't have to be loud. It doesn't have to be fast. It doesn't have to be in your face. In fact, the more that it's not those things, the more that it comes from the heart and the soul, the more precious it is.
5: Yeah, because you know what it is. It was always told to Melvin and myself when we was young. Was real if was from the heart It will reached your heart. F is real. A phony can be you can you 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 can smell a phony. But when yep. a person is singing really from the heart, you will get those goose pimples because they're coming from their heart and their soul. That's right. And that's only where we know how to come.
1: That's right. Yeah. And almost the cool. voice, the voice almost becomes secondary to that, can't you? I mean, if you've got yeah, a good... A and when you see right. a star, people ask me, you know, why are they a star? I said, if you ever, you know, when they, see, they hear these people with beautiful voices in these reviews... And then I say, why are these people stars? I said because if you st- when a star comes on the stage, you will know the difference immediately. Because the star knows how to connect to his heart and soul. And they sing that song with emotion.
4: he did That's the right. in karaoke before, you know, just stopping through, visiting, and seeing friends. And one lady said, how can he sing like that? <laughs> said, he had me How did he sing like that And I tried to tell her I said It's, it's, it's that company keeper It's that ghost that, that, That's on you Do you understand it See that's what you're feeling you understand It's that thing That Jesus was talking about That's that Yep language.
5: You understand
1: What did you just call it The company What what did you say
5: The Holy Ghost is the company keeper
1: The ghost Oh the Holy Ghost Absolutely Jesus left to leave A
5: comforter with you yes.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Exactly. You know, I. everybody has a different name for it, but we know when when the when the person creating connects with it, we all know what it is. You it's know, because yeah. you can't name it because it's nameless. It's, that's it's, right. Thank you. It's right. a, it's, it's, nameless.
5: It's,
1: just, it's just strictly what, what, what James did. <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> yep, exactly. And, you know, Rudy and I are so blessed. First of all, I'm half Italian. Rudy's Italian. We grew up in a city, you know, and part of the story we told you this the other day is one of the backdrops we want to say of all of the racial tension in the 60s and all of the problems that Boston had with busing and other racial problems and everybody labeled Boston a racist city. And that was the beauty of this juxtaposition of this amazing black club right in the heart of Boston, run by a guy, an Italian guy from the north end. And, you know, I mean, if there's any other group other than blacks that might have soul, I'm going to go right for the Italians. Because hey, the Italians, the Italians got soul.
3: I know.
5: Old blue eyes. Blue eyes. Frank
1: <laughs> he had a different kind, he
5: had, but he had
1: his own soul. That's right. Oh, of course. You could not deny Sinatra and his soul. And and uh, Rudy, what do you want to say about that? I, Rudy, you got soul.
3: Right. <laughs> I, got soul. <laughs> I got soul the first time I heard it.
1: Yep. It was unbelievable. Yep. I mean, and, and if you think of some of those Italian songs and the opera I mean, music is in an Italian's blood is almost as much as food.
5: <laughs> yeah. I went to Italy uh, two years ago. I went to Italy two years ago and fell in love with Italy. My wife and I oh, yeah. took a cruise. We went with uh, we hey, went on so a jazz I, cruise.
1: I gotta take this call. It's an important Okay, Rudy, song. I'm gonna take over from here. Hey, why don't you guys oh, say goodbye to Rudy? All right,
3: okay, Rudy.
5: Yeah.
1: And let,
3: love you.
5: Keep,
3: we'll keep in touch. Tom, you have their numbers. Yes. Okay, yes. we'll keep in touch and keep you updated. As soon as we can do something, we'll get in touch with everybody. God bless right, you. Man. God bless
1: Thank you. you. Take care now. Thank you, Rudy. What you a,
3: this, I don't know how about you
1: guys. I'm having, I'm having almost as much fun as I had the other day. I mean, the only difference <laughs> is I was in your presence physically, but you know, to share these moments, and, you know, I really want, you know, one of the things that bothers me sometimes is when, you, you know, when an artist gets older, when they're not maybe in as demand as they were, et cetera, they kind of get bitter, and they, you know, and I kind of, like, I, that kind of rubs me in a wrong way, because I, they forget the amazing
4: life that they had. Thank you.
5: That's true. Ama- I mean, that is come true. on, and it, and when And you can tell when they're bitter, too, because you when you go around them, you can tell when they're bitter. Mir Carl Carlton talked about the hardest that we felt that's bitter.
1: Yeah, and, 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 and it's, I mean, so what I just heard a beautiful thing. You were on a cruise, you're on a jazz cruise. I mean, were you performing on that?
5: No, 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 no. I wasn't I was performing. We went on a, a vacation, my wife mm-hmm. and myself. Mm hmm. You know, we went on this see a jazz cruise. Uh, I'm trying to think of his name. now. I can think of it if I was off the song, but I can't think of his name. Uh,
1: yeah, sure, of course. He's
5: uh, he's uh, he's, uh, uh, Larry he's a Larry Graham. Jewish? No, 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 Larry Graham. Larry Graham was on the cruise, but the one the, the jazz guy that that had uh
1: David, I, I know who you is. mean. David Gold uh, Goldstein or something or Gold. <laughs>
5: Uh, I can't call his name now, but
1: yeah, that's
3: okay
5: me, so uh, that the the cruise was great. We went from Italy, we cruised from Italy to Greece um, and uh we had we had a ball I actually want to go on that cruise again.
1: <laughs> well, you know I mean, I think you know i got I learned a little bit from Lorna the other day about you know your family life and and things, and that you've had a beautiful marriage and relationship and um, You know, and that she said to me, "Well, you know, they're both kind of retired, and they're living a good life." And I can't tell you what that meant to me because you hear so many tragedies, so many guys that end up not having good years. So you, so you guys are enjoying, you know, the the best years of your life.
5: Yeah, we're yes, alive. No. One, one yes, thing, you. see, one thing you must enjoy is your health and being alive. Because everything else is a blessing, and being in the right place at the right time. You right. know what I'm saying? And, and and I can't sit back. There's some things I didn't like what went down, but you don't dwell on those things. you got to right. dwell on being alive and the good things. So when I hit the stage, I don't think about that. I think about this maybe the last time. Let me sing like I may not sing tomorrow.
4: I Love, may not and be
5: you, here tomorrow. You, and know you know what I'm
4: do. saying? So yep. Thank
2: you.
1: And you do. And that's what came out. And, you know, I always tell people, you know, about again, I, I always hated the discrimination against age. I hate any discrimination. And, you know, I grew up as a white kid in Roxbury. You know, it was predominantly black. And that whole being exposed to black culture, it just shaped my life in a beautiful beautiful way and in a beautiful way to understand the music to understand the soul and i lost my leg at the age of 13 to a disease that if 100 kids got 95 died there was no chemo nothing so it's a miracle and so when (laughs) when you see people who don't appreciate exactly what we're talking about now being alive just being alive being able to Experience whatever comes that way that day, whether good or bad, that you're there to experience it to and to live life to the fullest and and you guys express life in such a beautiful heartfelt soul felt way I mean that was the beauty of the sugar Shack was to sit there and just be as crazy as I was Friday, and that's what I was on Friday. I was reliving that insanity that it only comes from soul music. <laughs> I love right right. right. You know, you right. You was,
5: uh, I can tell you was real You was real about what
1: you do <laughs> Yeah, it's my room yeah, You was you know, real, and you it's was a real. Connection There was no phoniness
5: about you there was No
1: <laughs> No time before. for it <laughs> Yeah. There's no time for it We had He's been so patient He's been um, just listening And he's been great Billy Porter's been listening the whole time Billy, you still there?
0: Yes, I am I am here, I am here, I am here Man, I I couldn't say anything. I just had so much respect. I sat here in awe the whole time listening to you gentlemen speak and listening to Rudy deals over the phone. The shock that he is, love him to death. And I just, I think that you know, your music has been in everybody's home at one time or another growing up. And um, I have mad respect for you guys too. I'm just, I, I sat today and learned a, a, a whole lot about uh, soul music. Let me tell you that I, I, I thought I knew. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Uh, today that's all i gotta say guys and
1: uh, uh, uh gentlemen um billy is writing a play entitled
0: back to the sugar shack
6: yes oh, i am wow. oh, man. yes
0: i'm actually a film producer and a playwright i got uh, two i did about 100 shows in vegas and all over los angeles chicago club Rumboogie, and how to love a black woman i did and so I'm a performer myself, so I know what it's like to be on stage in front of 2,000 people, small venues and stuff. And I came back to Boston, like, what's my next plan? What am I going to do? I know the market's small, but this one, it's family is. I bought a house. And I said, the Sugar Shack. Cause I used to work in a nightclub with Jerry Maffeo, who's was my boss. <laughs> and he used to tell me stories about the Sugar Shack at the end of our shift. And I'm like, that story stuck in my head for years and years and years. And my dad used to hang around <laughs> in the shoe shack. And here we are today with this, like, this beautiful little project going on, and everybody's a team. and It's just amazing. And just to be a part of this whole venue, it's just, it's, it's just amazing. It's just speechless. But like I said again, God bless you guys. I love your music. I love your talent. Every one of you. Tom, you're my boy. You know that I love you to death. I'm going to check out because I'm going down All right, thanks, I'm Billy. Stay G'd up with my feet up. All right, guys. Have a good. All all right, you know,
5: thank you. And if hey, I,
0: hey, hey, I got the name. With, it's I
5: Billy Porter. I got the name. I got the name. Joe Porter.
1: Tom. Dave Koz. Cruz. Dave Koz. Oh, Dave Koz. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful stuff. Yep. And um, all right, guys.
0: All
1: right, thanks, Bye-bye. Billy. You know, I Bye. I said to we were blessed to have uh, uh, Eddie Lavert come on one of our earlier podcasts, and and I, I said this to him, and I'm going to say it to you guys that your music when i heard that song the other day again all of a sudden i woke up and in one of the most beautiful ones i got out into the audience and we sat down and there was the main ingredient and man, they were when you were singing that song they were singing that song with you there was harmony that's mm. when i talked met with billy when we were going to say the main theme of his play and i said it was the the key word to all of this to the sugar shack to the music to the players to Rudy is harmony. There was harmony in yeah. the music, and there was harmony in the club, and that's the power of the music and you guys, you know all of you have a, created the song track of of our generation and even generations after us yeah. you are in you are in. You are the soundtrack of our lives. Because when I heard that song, I hadn't heard that song in years. And when I heard that song, and I got goosebumps, because that song, your music, you, your voices, everything you created, resides in us, in every molecule we have. I mean, and that's your legacy. You guys have left, you know, over 50, 60 years of amazing legacy that is burned inside our DNA now.
5: Mm. Yeah, you know, yeah. I never really looked at it to where you're putting it, but I guess you were. Right. There was some people. There was some people that said uh, uh,
4: uh, when we would go and, and, you know, people would talk to us, they said, I made my first baby on y'all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, yeah, and I think, well,
1: that's
2: I said,
1: <laughs> <laughs> You know, Larry Moore said was the first to coin it. When we do these podcasts every week, I say, when we sit and just listen, and that's part of the beauty is to listen to a guy who – talk about passion. I mean, that's what Rudy was all about. He Somebody – I think I mentioned it to the other guy. Somebody wanted to take him to dinner one night, and he said, no. And they said, why? He says, I can't leave. And they said, oh, you, you he says, you're running your business wrong. You should be able to leave. He says, not that I – can't leave he says i can't leave because i don't want to leave i want to really? hear every note you know and so you know that's the 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 underlying thing here is this passion that you just talked about and the fact that you know it, and so larry moore said i said at the end of every night first of all there were two things happening rudy says when he closed the doors that night he was just glad that they were that nothing happened. That No, no fights, no arguments. Yeah,
2: right.
1: Because yeah. if there was any place it could have happened, it could have. But it was always the music. I said to Rudy one night, I said, Rudy, how do you listen to this music and not be hypnotized? And he, he came out with the word. He says, Everybody at the Sugar Shack was in a trance. And he says, and yeah. When we put the lights on at 2 o'clock, he says, They ran to the doors to go home and make love. <laughs>
5: And that's I know right. what he's
1: talking about, because I was one of those people. You couldn't wait to take the clothes off. <laughs> and Larry Moore, on Friday, said to us, he said, we made, that's the term, and we're going to use that throughout the documentary, we made baby-making music.
5: Yeah. baby-making music. <laughs> that's baby-making <They're> music.
1: <laughs> and, you know, isn't it sad that there's no baby-making music today?
5: No, because they don't don't leave... uh, Go ahead on that. They're talking about whores
4: and, uh, uh, you know what I'm saying, and bitches and... Yeah,
5: they get to say everything. There's nothing left to be desired. They don't leave nothing left to be desired. No imagination,
1: no poetry. No
5: imagination, no poetry in it. It's just straight out street, just, you know. Yeah, you naked and I'm naked. You know, all that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying.
1: Yep, yep. And as a result it's permeated the culture today where that romance is gone romance is dead you know it's it's just about sexuality and it's not the 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 beauty i mean listening to the romance of of wildflower i mean it's such i mean it's it's you know words can't describe that that kind of feeling you get from listening to that beautiful those beautiful words and lyrics and melody uh, so you know, I, I, every chance I get to talk to guys like you, from the listeners and the fans' viewpoint, and from the experience, what you gave to us—I mean, I want you to know that—that that maybe other people can't express it the way I am, but that's what we all felt. That's what we all own because of you and because of that beautiful <clears throat> and, and, and movement. And, and how can else can you say it? That how did. And this is what we want to bring out in the documentary. How did, you know, black music move from from the Duke and from you know Satchmo to to Fats Waller and to Louis Jordan, and then move up and then you know the age of the Platters and and all of that, and then move into that decade, two decades of just beautiful um, a motif of these beautiful beautiful ballads and not just ballad funk and all of it. And yeah. and it, it it's it's an amazing evolution of of an amazing time and an amazing people and 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 you know and if when you talk about the Holy Ghost I get it because it was meant to be, the sugar shack was meant to be, this documentary, this conversation was meant to be and yeah. that's the magic that's that lies underneath all of it. It really is holy, it really is divine. And you See, guys were well, I, I feel it. You know, you guys, you elicit it. That's what I'm trying to say. It, it's all connected. Your music, your words, your feelings, your soul elicit. And the soul.
5: joy, the joy is what I got from you. The joy that's in it. The joy. And so when the joy stops, you might as well stop. Always keep joyful. Like it says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. <laughs> beautiful stuff,
1: you know, and, and and when we were in that room with you guys and it was quiet and you spoke from the heart there was no yelling, no theatrics, there was no drama, there was just the truth in your heart and your soul and the, the love, I mean it was, it's a moment I'm never going to forget and I'm so glad we've got it recorded this, this documentary is going to be killer it's going to be killer because mm-hmm. of you guys, and and what, what you've done, and, and there's nobody who's going to be able to watch this. We want to make this immortal. You know, this is a, we've been handed the baton. You know, um, <laughs> Cuba Gooding Sr. said to me, he started talking, and he was saying, well, this has got to be done, and, you know, we have to do this. This is important. <laughs> yeah. And he was all of his theatrics. And I looked at him. Well, first of all, he went on, you know, it was a total contrast between his interview and your interview. And with all the theatrics, and he was sweating, he was so worked up, and it was beautiful for half an hour. And I walked over to him at the end when he just stopped, and I looked at him, and I said, just like a director, I said, you know, Cuba, that was a beautiful. That's exactly the words we wanted to hear. Now, he says, if you can remember that and just do it one more time with feeling. I said, we got something. (laughs) I said, don't hold back. I said, I don't want you to hold back this time. And he looked at me horrified at first, and then he screamed, "Ah, You're a comedian! (laughs) But but I told him, this is what I said to him. I said, Cuba, there is no way this documentary is not going to happen because God wants this documentary. God wanted the Sugar Shack. God wanted that music. And God wants, and I'm not ashamed to say it, because that, that three-letter word is forbidden in so many places today, but I'm going to tell you yeah. that this is moving at a pace. Look at this beautiful show that we're just having here. I mean, this is something that it should is going to be preserved because it's, a, it's so special, and there is a force. There is an unseen force. I'm going to call it God. We can call it the Holy Ghost. We can call it, but it is moving this forward you know there's too much serendipity there's too much synchronicity the way we're all connecting the fact that rudy's still alive the fact that we're going to fly out there the fact that i met george the fact that we met you guys uh this is to be part of this to ride this little horse is uh is a lot of fun
5: oh god absolutely absolutely it was a pleasure
1: well thank you i we I, I, again, words can't express. I am honored, honored to connect, and honored to be able to host a program like this and keep this, you know, for as long as you know. I it it will be forever, as far as I'm concerned, and I can't be more appreciative. Thank you, and I hope we we can do it again. I hope. Yes.
5: Oh yeah, it was a oh, it was yeah. a pleasure to meet you. It was a pleasure to meet you with the joy that you bring.
1: Yeah,
2: well, even in I love the it.
5: interview and even with no, because you bring that joy. See, what you put into it is what you'll get out of it.
1: Exactly. Of course. And John Lennon. In the end, the love you take is equal to the love you make. And and you know, oh, I want to thank I want to thank Lorna for being so beautiful and calling me. And I almost jumped out of my skin when she said yes, they'll do the show. And so, Lorna, I know you're listening. If you're not listening now, you're listening later. Thank you so much, and uh, I, it just gave me so much joy to know that you guys have been married so long and share a beautiful love, and and there's children too, right?
4: Yes, yeah, I'm now. Birthday.
1: Yeah, isn't that beautiful? Well, and hey, what can I say, guys? Thank you so much, Rudy. Is I know he's he's sailing right now. He's floating. <laughs> okay. Call us when you need us, now. Oh, yeah, call us, when you need us man. Yeah, we will. Well, here, let me just say this. we, um, we, When we did this, here's a little thing about the synchronicity. So I meet Billy only by accident because I, I, somebody had told me that I should do a podcast about the Sugar Shack. So I did a little poster, and I was looking for a place to put it. And um, all of a sudden I found Billy, and then Billy told me he was talking to Rudy. So that all came together. Now, the title of Rudy's um of Rudy's play is Sugar Shack. Back to the Sugar Shack. All of a sudden, through this whole thing, process, somebody comes across a song on YouTube. The title of the song is Back to the Sugar Shack. And and it's written by a guy, Nelson Curry, out of North Carolina, who one day was driving down the road and said he needed a song. He wanted to do an old school song. And he didn't know, oh, oh, no, better than that, better than that. He's in his house. He's lying down, and an entity, let's call it the Holy Ghost, comes to him,
2: uh-huh. and it's in
1: the room, and it's talking to him. And He says, you're going to write a song. And he says, what song? He says, you don't have to worry about it. The song is written, and it will come to you. He says, but you have to write it. The song is going to come to you. The next day, he's driving down the street, and he sees a, a, an old uh, club closed and it was called The Shack. And he says, Boy, I uh-huh. like that. A couple of rounds mm-hmm. later, he comes up with the idea, Sugar Shack. And he uh-huh. says, he, Back to the Sugar Shack. He picks up the phone, phone and he calls his house to use his recorder at the house to remember the song. The song writes itself. He goes into the recording studio the other day with his band and the song came out.
2: <laughs>
1: Whoa, that's me. <yeah>. Okay. <laughs> and and yeah. if you can hang on for like two minutes, you'll hear this great thing. And I'm gonna uh, sign off, but li- just hang on and listen to what what happened here. It's really this gives you the goosebumps when you hear the kind of tough Somebody
2: just blows your mind. Yeah. Sometimes you don't.
1: Sugar Shack oh wow he didn't uh, even know he... there was such a place as the Sugar Shack and that yeah. song came through him through spirit and when you listen to it you're back there aren't you <laughs>
2: yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sugar shack.
1: yeah. you know Leslie that's that little girl that came up to you <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: a Shack. that's right I remember that <clears throat> Well, stay tuned, I, I think today. I got a good feeling about all this I think Rudy's dream is going to come true I think we're all going to be together again For some big, huge soul festival And, my God What what uh, what an occasion What a chance to be joyful And full of celebration Okay, Tom Thank It you. was a pleasure, Hey, man. Thanks, guys, love you Yeah, and, be um,
2: yeah keep in touch
1: Till the next time. Thank you. We will. All right. Thanks, All right. everybody, for All listening. Right. This is Tom Hayes, Upbeat, and back to the Sugar Shack.
0: Plus.